Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, the Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. As always, we're going to have an absolute blast. But I want to start off by saying thank you so much for being a listener. And I want to ask you for a favor today. If you have not already, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing because it helps us get the word out. And if you're anything like me, I literally used to Google faith and entrepreneurship or our faith and business, or what does the Bible say about business? And I used to research that a lot when I first started and I really couldn't find a lot of stuff. And I'm grateful that we have this podcast so we can share this, but you spreading the word about it, you writing reviews really does help get the word out there. So somebody doesn't have to Google forever like me, like I had to do. Okay. So I just got back from Florida, went on vacation with my family. My husband and I, we live very intense lives. So we run multiple businesses, we pastor a church and all of these other things. And so we try to be very intentional about creating moments and creating times where it's really just about our kids because they are our priority, right? And so while we do lead busy lives. We try to schedule in getaways and stuff like that where they can have their parents, like not the entrepreneur, not the pastor, not, you know what I mean? Like they just have their time. And so this was really great. And one of the things we did is we took them to Disney. My younger two had not been to Disney. Well, the eight-year-old was at Disney when she was six months old. So technically she hadn't been. So you know, we took them to a park and they had a they had a blast and we uh, got an Airbnb where there was a pool and my kids just, for some reason, really love being in the water. So they're like three, four hours at a time. And so they had a really great time. And, you know, while I, you know, my entrepreneur brain is, is a part of, sometimes, you know, I think of it as an anointing, as a gifting from God. It's just the way I'm wired. It's so strange and fascinating because I didn't start off as an entrepreneur at all. And so when I got to the park, I couldn't help but casually notice some things that were going on. And that's what inspired this episode, creating multiple streams of income in your business, right? So that's what triggered it. And, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you what I, what I noticed. Now, I do want to start up from the get-go saying, I don't want you to think that this is something that you must implement right now, but it is a way of thinking that you want to adopt right now. Okay. Because I'm going to show you different layers, but the thing is at every point in time, you want to make sure that you're giving the effort needed to that season because that season is going to change and a new season is going to open up. But the second season requires the foundation of the first season. Okay. So now we're going to talk about multiple streams. I don't want you to think you have to spread yourself across these things, but I want you to realize I need to start thinking this way and I need to own what I'm working on right now, understanding that it's a foundation for everything else I'm going to do. Okay. All right. So I just want to start from there. So let me read a scripture. Proverbs chapter 12 
verse 27. I was going to say one of my favorite scriptures. I really need to stop saying that because I just love the scriptures. And it says, lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, right? That's like the animal they, they caught. Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. Now, I want, you to, I want to paint that picture, right? So somebody caught an animal and I want you to think about it. If somebody, if there was a chicken, okay, there's a chicken and somebody caught it. Well, a live chicken has a certain value, but a chicken that has been, you know, cooked, is not a delicacy and all of that stuff has a higher value, right? And so not cooking their game is kind of not processing what they got to make it everything that it can be. So you can get the highest ROI from it, return on investment from it. Okay. And so we talk a lot about that in my home where, yeah, you know, it's all, I think King James calls it roasting because that's the actual word that we use. And we're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm roasting, right? That's what we would say. I'm roasting, I'm roasting. And that's, I'm taking what I already have and I'm making making it even better so it's more valuable so I can get a bigger ROI on it. Okay. So multiple streams of income from your business. So let's take a look at this. Now, Disney has a park. Okay. So let's use Epcot. That's the park we went to. And so Disney has Epcot. The same way maybe you have a private practice or you have a product-based business, you have a skincare line, or the same way you're a coach or you run a nonprofit or whatever that is. Okay. Or you're a speaker, a paid speaker, right? So you have your business, your core business. And so Disney has a park. And the way a park would make money is by ticket sales. The way a private practice would make money is by, you know, people coming in and paying or their insurance is paying. The way a coach would make money is by charging for coaching services and on and on and on. Okay. So I have ticket sales. And so that is one stream of income from one business. Now, the thing is, for most people, it never goes beyond ticket sales. Okay. It never goes beyond ticket sales. And so as we were going through the park, I started noticing, and this is a casual observation because I wasn't trying to go like, what are all the things they do? Because there are a lot of things they do. This is just casual, a casual observation as I was going through the park. Okay. So number one is ticket sales. Number two is the upsell. Okay. So if you want to get a, you know, so there are tickets, if you're buying it, on location, it's like $129 per ticket. Okay. And then if you want to get a park hopper, you can pay an extra $70. And with the $70 with that park hopper after two o'clock, you can go from park to park to park. Okay. So that's the hopper. So that's an upsell that, so you, you were supposed to be $129, but now you are 129 plus 70, so $199. That's the upsell. Or you can do an annual pass, which is an upsell. Or you can do the pass for the lightning lane so you don't have to wait in line. And that's another X number of dollars, right? And so it's the upsell. So there's the ticket, that's one stream of income. Then there's the upsell, which is the second stream of income. Because think about it. For the extra $70, right? If an extra thousand people pay the $70, That's $70,000. 
So it is a stream of income. It's not, do you see what I'm saying? It's not this casual, yeah, whatever. But a lot of times we don't recognize what that upsell is. So we're leaving our own $70,000 on the table. Okay. All right. So that's the second thing. The third thing they could have said, we brought people to the park. We charge them for their ticket. We should provide them parking. Not Disney. You're paying for the parking. (laughs) Okay. You're paying for the parking. And it was $25 for parking. $45 for preferred parking, right? So you didn't have to do the really long walk to get to wherever you parked your car. Again, if you put a thousand people through, that's 25,000 for parking per day, right? And if they did the preferred, that's 45,000. And so 45,000, let's say 25,000 per day for five days, that's 125,000 per month. That is $500,000, has half a million from parking alone and from parking in one park alone, okay? And so I'm saying this for you to see that could have been money left on the table, right? And when I was walking through this, I remember Jesus, after he fed the 5,000, he said, gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. They didn't know that the fragments will add up to 12 baskets full. And so we're looking at the fragments. That's what we're doing here. Okay, so that's the third thing. The fourth thing is there are places where they're selling food. Okay, so you could buy, you could get your breakfast, your lunch, snacks, drinks, all of that kind of stuff that were owned by Disney. Okay, so you're paying them. They're feeding you. Now, in each of these things, you see that they're not taking your money. They're offering you a service in exchange for money. Because you could not eat if you don't want to. You don't have to buy the hopper if you don't want to. Well, parking, you kind of have to park, but <laughs> right? But they're providing a service. They're providing you parking, okay? All right, so, so they have places where you can buy food, and that is another stream of income. And then you could buy souvenirs, right? You could buy Disney-themed souvenirs. And they own a lot of those places, and you will spend your money there. Again, they're providing a service in exchange. Okay, so think about it. They could have left that on the table, either provided it for free or not provided it at all. But the person's already there. The person already wants it. The person's willing to pay for it. So that is income stream for Disney, my casual observation, number five. Number six. Now, number six shocked me. Shocked me. I had no idea. So we were going through the park and we got to a garden. And they had all these plants from different, like a greenhouse. And they had all these plants from different countries. I even saw things like cassava, which, you know, I saw growing up in Nigeria and, you know, certain types of peppers and certain types of plants that I've never seen in the U.S., right? And it was incredible, incredible. And then they take us to this, you know, like a fish tank. And they're growing different kinds of fish and all of that stuff. And then the guide says something that blows me out the water. He says like, so here we produce 5,000 pounds of fish every year and sell it to the local restaurants. I'm like, you're making money from farming and I paid you to come see the farm, (laughs) right? I was so blown away. 
And they're like, oh, we have this, they have this vertical plant thing, like plants that would grow on the ground and take up a lot of space. Now they have them growing vertically so they can grow so much more. They're growing lettuce and all this stuff and peppers. And they said, and the the, the guide went on to say, and we produce 15 tons of produce, 15, one five, 15 tons of produce that we, again, sell to the local restaurants and stuff. And I was like, well, how much is that? Right? So the park makes money by providing produce, if you can imagine that. And we're talking 5,000 pounds of fish and 15 tons of produce. So you pay to look at it, and then they get paid again for people to buy it. I was just like, unbelievable. Okay? And then, of course, there are all these others. So that's number six. Number seven, there are all these stores who are owned by other people. And of course, Disney's making money from renting those places to those people to sell what they have to sell. Okay. So that's seven streams of income from one park, one park. And so when you think about, and and this is not, this is from one, it's from one entity, from one business. It's not like you took it here and they invested in real estate and all this. This is like within one business. And so this is a way of thinking. Okay, this is a way of thinking that I would love for us to adopt because, again, going back to that scripture, lazy people don't even cook the game they catch. So you already have the park, but you won't enhance it. You won't create more buckets to bring in more revenue because you're offering more service. You won't do any of that. That's laziness. But the diligent make use of everything they find. So diligence is using the parking and using the upsell and using the uh, creating produce, just plant it there, put people through it and sell it too, and let people rent some space. And all of that, that is using everything you find. And I believe because you're listening to this podcast, you're somebody who is diligent. And so what I want to challenge you to do is to go take a look at your business. Take a journal, just go, you know, sit outside in the lovely weather with your, you know, your view and just go like, hmm. What are the fragments in my business? What if I could double my revenue serving the same number of clients but paying attention to the fragments, paying attention to the opportunities by being diligent and using everything that I find, okay? And this particular episode, I am so excited about that I want to tell you, do that as your homework and then send me a PM on Facebook or send me an email, druna at entremd.com and go like, hey, Dr. Una, I did this. I found an extra $50,000 in my business. I found ability to generate an extra six figures in my business. I found that this is the way I crossed seven figures this year. Do it. Let me know. I really want to know. I'm so excited about this. I'm, I've started doing it in my own business, paying attention to it and all of that. Now, remember, it doesn't mean, now remember, Disney's been there forever. Okay. Disney's been there forever. They're celebrating their 50th year here. So I'm not telling you to do all these things now, but if you start thinking about it, you may find one other stream that is overdue. Like you can just implement that now, boom, done. But that becomes a way of thinking. So your eyes are open. So that way, when God gives you ideas, you can even identify the ideas. You're like, oh, that I see now. I see. Okay. So I want you to go do the exercise. And I am telling you, 
You have been wanting to build your business bigger. You've been wanting to increase your profit margin. You've been wanting to bring in more revenue so you can afford a bigger team or afford some equipment and all that kind of stuff or afford advertising. I am telling you, this is one of the pathways, one of the great pathways for getting that done. So go do it. I cannot wait to hear your story. Please do not let another entrepreneur suffer in silence. Share this episode with them. And I will see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.